Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode of the Sports and More podcast with Eddie Morelos and my producer, Ace Acosta. He's with us in studio. So, uh, Ace, big day today, man. Tuesday, you got my, I got my tie on. Look at people. See, he's got his, he's got his tie. I got my Wu Tang, Wu Tang. <laughs> Little tie Tuesday going on here. Uh, Taco Tuesday as well, uh, as uh, we all know. Uh, but we'll leave that fight for another day. <laughs> we've got a lot to get to uh, on this Tuesday. Uh, it's the first of the month. I mean, it is the first of the month, eh? so, uh, you know, wake up. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it is the first. December 1st. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, lots to get to. Uh, there was some big breaking news out of El Paso today. Uh, we will definitely get to that. Um, but how was your Thanksgiving, man? Um, it was good. It was uh, a little relaxing. You know, didn't do much. Uh, finished up some projects. Uh, went and uh, had some uh, Thanksgiving uh, lunch with uh, Mr. Chavez from the Times. Oh, no uh, way. Yeah, talked to, talked up some good stories and trying to see how high school sports are going to finish. But that's a whole nother mess in itself. But Well. I mean, just with the things going on uh, all across the country uh, and the announcement that was made uh, that we'll get to again um, today, yeah, it, it's a mess. It's just the, the whole situation. Uh, you know, I, I really feel bad for what happened with uh, the UTEP football team. Uh, this exactly. Uh, you know, they went and they made the trip all the way to Houston just to be sent back and then come to find out that the uh, the, the tests that they said were positive were we're false. What what is a false positive? I mean, I, who knows? You know, I I heard a story from one of our colleagues. Mm -hmm. um, he said that his friend went to go get tested one time, mm -hmm. and they didn't even get you know they didn't even get swabbed, and they put the, the little thing into the and sent it back. Well, the test came back positive. And really? Yeah, it's very very fishy. You know what I mean? And like they they. They didn't put it in there. They just sent it back. Yes, it was like one of those self things, or you know, the the, the nurse or whoever's doing the test uh, hands you the swab. You're supposed to do it yourself, and then you just put it into the little tube, and that uh, you know how they send it off that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently, you know, they they didn't even swab it. They just put it into the tube and sent it off, and then uh, the test came back uh, positive. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's all very interesting. I don't know. I'm not the doctor. I'm not a researcher. I'm not a scientist, but it's all very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, due to the COVID situation, um, the Sun Bowl Association had to make an announcement today. Um, it's a big one. Big. Huge. Pretty big. Huge. So uh, I, I invite everybody to go to sunbowl.org uh, to read all about it. Um, I, was, I was in the office since about 5.30 a.m. today, uh, getting stuff prepared for that announcement. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, every week I've been saying that we're planning for the, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Uh, but unfortunately, it was just decided um, that it is now canceled. And, uh, you know, uh, as I get, every week I came on here and said we were preparing, which we were. Uh, I had to do all kinds of things, uh, you know, just to stay ahead of the game. And, and in case we would have had a game, 
And I was hoping that we were. And at one point, it looked very, very promising. And then all of a sudden, there was, I guess, a change uh, in decision making. And now we're uh, off the table for 2020. Uh, but I really uh, invite everybody to check it out. Uh, Kellogg's our title sponsor. Um, they're actually going to be donating some money uh, to the community uh, after this uh, was announced. And, um, you know, we're, we're really blessed to have a, a great title sponsor in Kellogg's uh, for the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. So, again, uh, that was the, the disappointing announcement that I had to uh, send out today uh, that the 2020 Sun Bowl, um, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, will be canceled uh, this year. But we'll be back. But 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 Kellogg's is going to donate, from what I read in the in your press release, a million meals to the city, which is wow. That's that's great. And, and from what I understand, they've already been in contact with um, one of the the food banks here in El Paso. I don't know exactly which one. If it's the El Paso ones fighting hungry hunger, or if it's uh, I think there's another one like Food America, something like that. I'm not exactly sure which one, but they have already been in contact with them right away this morning. Uh, which I, again, I don't know exactly which one it is, but they did tell me that they were in contact with one of the food banks here to confirm that they can work together to get that done. And they're going to do it. That's good. That's a good thing. At least some positive coming out of this whole thing. Oh yeah, um, definitely. And, and you know, uh, as a Sumble association, I do know uh, that we will work at, at seeing what other kind of community events we could put on in, in a social distance manner uh, until everything gets figured out. And, uh, you know, again, we got to do the right thing so that we can get back to uh, sort of normalcy and get back to some sporting events and all of us be there together. You know what I mean? Exactly. 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 Speaking of cereal. Ah. It's here, ladies and gentlemen. It is here. Since I didn't bring my box, however, yeah, and, and we just made the the unfortunate announcement. Um, it was supposed to be a, a, a kind of a battle of cereals between my my friend Tony uh, Frosted Flakes and the newly released. I hope you guys uh, have a video screen because we're doing video today, uh, so you can check it out on on uh, on our YouTube's and all that good stuff. And uh, but. It is the oh this side. Oh, Aaron Jones touchdown squares, yo. There it is. There they are. The, 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 there it is. The touchdown squares. Hey, and mm. you said that they uh, distributed these. Uh, is it exclusively in the Vista markets? No, it's not exclusive. But Vista did make a um, about twenty pallets worth uh, to distribute throughout their seven stores. I know ten pallets already. Or hit the hit the shelves, so they're just waiting for the next shipment. But um, you can get them at all the the seven uh, Vista markets, um, Vista quality markets, uh, yeah. food markets in in the city. Um, delicious cereal. You like cinnamon toast? Oh, I do. Like you can. Cinnamon. It's gonna be good. Ooh. Can't say the name. Can't say the name. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if um, this would combine uh, very well with Frosted Flakes. Hmm. hmm. Anyways, it's pretty cool. In the back, they got all the pictures. And if you see uh, right there, it's, he's got a brother on there with him, um, mm -hmm. Alvin Jones, who both um, Alvin and Aaron were our grand marshal for the Sun Bowl uh, virtual parade, the Oscar Leasers 
Hyundai Valpaso Sumble Parade, which is now available online. If you missed it on Thanksgiving morning, uh, which I got to watch, I was uh, watching while I was working out. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but you can check it out online at sumble.org or go search on YouTube as well. I placed it also on YouTube. Uh, commercial free. So, uh, you know, you just get the, the parade itself. And uh, a lot of great reviews. I, I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, you know, we did all the recording beforehand, and then KTSM, uh, uh, you know, got all the footage that they gathered and, and edited it into a really nice production. So I'm, it was, and I saw you on there. You did? Well, a little bit, maybe. I thought maybe you maybe you saw my hand or something because I was uh, I was able to drive the the Tony the Tiger float. All I all I want to know, all, all I'm gonna say is I'm gonna break some news. Eddie is Tony the Tiger. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, started, I'm just kidding. he started that rumor last year, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, we're gonna measure I'm gonna measure uh Tony the next time I see him, see how, how tall he is. And I don't think those those uh, shoes are that that high. We'll we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I'll never forget that you started that rumor last year and people were like, Hey, are you Tony the Tiger? And I was like, Who's told well, you never, that? I, I've never seen you guys in the same room at the same time. Dude, people ran with that. Are you Tony the Tiger? I'm like, no. Ace had the theory that you guys are in, never in, Inside he is, folks. Inside he is, okay? He's Antonio El Tigre, okay? Antonio El Tigre. So, again, uh, Vista Markets here in El Paso, the Aaron Jones touchdown squares. And, uh, you know, I... The Packers played my team this last week, the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really watch too much of it because I knew I had a really good feeling what was going to happen. And it did. Um, however, Mitch Trubisky played the game. I don't know if, how much of improvement that was compared to the weeks before with Nick Foles. But the Packers uh, dominated. Uh, and I, I don't know if did you get to watch any of that game at all? I, I did. Um, the the Bears were there, but he he just over. You never throw across your shoulder, and just he forced some things in there. But God, you guys are missing that linebacker, and Green Bay was just running up the middle. And and it shows. It really, really showed. I mean, the 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 defense wasn't nearly as dominant as they could be, or they have yeah. been in the past. Mm-mm. And uh, it kind of went to the level of their offense, which is pretty much non-existent. So, um, you know, uh, again, the big announcement from today is the cancel- cancellation of the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Uh, so, again, get all your information at sunbowl.org. Uh, but, again, there, there's plenty of other sports going on, and we're going to talk a lot about, uh, about those other sports. Uh, we do have a guest today again. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't make it into studio, but uh, we'll have him on the line with us. So uh, once we return, we will be bringing our, our our guest, Mr. Brandon. They call him the Iceman, Cone. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports and More podcast with Eddie Morelos and my producer, Asa Costa. We are in downtown El Paso, Texas at the Downtown Spaces, 522 San Francisco Avenue, where you can get all your entrepreneurial needs met, all your uh, office needs. If you're a, a small business and you need some office space, this is where to come. I was just walking through the hallways and things were 
moving around around here. It looks like there was, uh, you know, people. And the cool thing is, what I noticed is that everybody's spaced out pretty darn well right now. So, yep. uh, again, get all your, your needs met here at the downtown spaces here in downtown El Paso, Texas. And we really appreciate all the stuff that the, the staff does here for us. And uh, welcome back again, like I said, another episode of Sports & More Podcast. And we do have a guest today. Mr. Brandon, the Iceman Cone. Welcome, Brandon. Well, I tell you, Eddie, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And and uh, I haven't seen you for a while. It's just good to see you and good to see you as well, too, Ace. It's so good to see you, bud. Yes, sir. It's Thank so you. good to see you, man. And, uh, you know, I, I'm noticing something right away on screen. And it really, it gets me motivated and inspired and uh, I'm ready to go lift things up and put them down again, Ace. Uh, all because I see my friend here on screen. Looks like you lost some weight, my friend. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I, thank you. I've dropped over 100 pounds uh, in about, you know, six months. I started six or seven months ago and just started being very dedicated with walking a couple miles a day and eating a lot better. And I still have a good uh, amount to go. But yes, sir, I'm working on that weight quite a bit. I appreciate you noticing. Well, I really appreciate that. I, mean, I appreciate you sharing that, and I hope that inspires my friend. I guess, I guess he's going to go ride a bike at some time. No, I, I entered that race 915, so I'm going to – I have 15 days to run nine miles. So hopefully he'll start walking a little bit and uh, – Baby steps. <laughs> We know how important that is. Uh, Mr. Brandon, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're originally born in Los Angeles and, um, you know, class of 90. Class of 97. Yeah, class of 97. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I was born I in Los Angeles. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know that. But, I mean, yeah, I was born in L.A. Uh, in 1970, lived there until I was eight, and then moved to El Paso in 86 with my mom and dad, and then, after living here for a few years, moved to Chicago. My mom got remarried and lived in the Windy City for a couple of years and then came back here in 1990 and have been in El Paso and ever since. And I've always had a love for being a, you know, a broadcaster, a sportscaster in the media. And actually at Coronado in 1997 and about 95 is when I started getting into my broadcasting career and, of course, led me into UTEP and KTEP and ESPN radio and uh, I've always had a big desire to be a sportscaster and I'm just simply living my dream and I and I love living here in El Paso. It's really one of the greatest places I've ever been in my life. So you you started off at UTEP, you got your journalism degree uh, there at UTEP. Uh, I also got a journalism degree, but I got it from the other people up north in New Mexico State. And, right. uh, you know, if there's one thing you could tell uh, the students that are in college right now uh, studying journalism that, that they should be doing or maybe that they should try to do, what would you suggest for those people? Well, I think that you need to get as much experience as you can at a young age. As I always tell kids who are aspiring to become sportscasters or journalists, that you know the experience is invaluable. You need to make yourself indispensable. You need to be able to multitask. You need to not only be an exceptional writer, but obviously speaker, listener, reader, e all of the above. And I, I can say with great certainty that doing any type of volunteer work to get your foot in the door is going to be invaluable experience for you going forward. It, it definitely isn't what you know. Of course, that doesn't hurt, but it's also who you know. And as you know, in this business, you've been in this business for years, it's all about how you can put forth that effort to show somebody that you're willing to work your tail off 
and ultimately be the master and the jack of all traits. And if you're able to do an abundance of internships and kind of gain that experience in every asset uh, and factor of the game, then I believe it can take you to where you want to get and you want to succeed. And I think you also need to realize that when you're beginning, that this is a changing medium. I mean, broadcasting is changing every month, really, every year, especially with the new forms of virtual media and so on. So you need to be ready to uh, to kind of go with all the changes and understand that things are kind of changing every single, you know, several months and so on, more so than they ever have in the past. But the number one thing is get that experience and make as many connections as you can. I 100% agree with you on that. You know, I offer internships over at the Sun Bowl Association. Uh, so if anybody's uh, looking for an internship, hit me up and uh, we'll see what we can do for you. And I've told people that over and over and over. You got to have the experience. You have to have to have it. So uh, you were talking about, you know, the media and, and how it's changing all the time. But you were ahead of the game in 2012 and you started a podcast back then. Uh, uh, called Deep Dish Sports. Uh, talk about that a little bit. How, how did that start? Uh, how did that go for you? And, and, you know, just the experience with that. I mean, that's way ahead of the game in 2012. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting concept to start Deep Dish Sports. Uh, Deep Dish Sports obviously derives from my second home, Chicago, and Deep Dish Pizza. And, I mean, if you've ever been to Chicago, uh, you know, you haven't lived really until you've tried Deep Dish Pizza. It's some of the best stuff in the country Chicago in 1943, deep dish pizza was invented at Uno's restaurant in downtown Chicago, which I certainly highly recommend if you go there. You know, I, I just, I wasn't, uh, I was doing high school football for ESPN radio, but I, I wasn't, I mean, I was co-hosting Crunch Time, the show, uh, you know, I was doing Saturdays, but I wasn't hosting a show and I really wanted to host my own show. So that was my idea to be able to start that podcast and ultimately start to talk about, you know, things going on locally, nationally every single week and I would try and bring in guests every week and I had a little recording device and I would basically go on location to, to interview different guests and I would also do it from the comfort of my own home and ultimately the show lasted I think about two years until I ended up uh, I think I started hosting crunch time so it started about was two or three years that the podcast lasted until I started hosting my own radio show and ultimately doing a lot more for the radio station but it was an amazing experience. Uh, you know, it, it was about 15 or 20 minutes. It wasn't the longest podcast, but I always tell people, really, more is less. You should be able to squeeze a good amount in about 15 or 20 minutes. That way you kind of talk about the most crucial things happening on a weekly basis, and you don't bore people and kind of go on way too long. So it was a really good experience, and it, was, uh, it gave me invaluable experience in terms of my own broadcasting career, I feel. Well, I got to ask my buddy Ace over here, have you ever had uh, deep dish pizza in Chicago? Not in Chicago, no. Not in Chicago. In New York. Uh, yeah. I, I had, uh, I had yeah. it in New York. It's it's different. You know, I, I've had the deep dish pizza there, and it's freaking wonderful. Um, so, oh. again... You got you got to you got to agree with me, right, Brandon? The the Chicago and the New York style pizzas are they different? Well, yeah, you know, New York is more thin, uh, and I like thin pizza. And I'll be honest with you, Chicago has, in my opinion, not only the best deep dish pizza in the country, but it has the best thin pizza in the country. And New Yorkers would beg to differ and say, no, you know, our our best deep dish or our excuse me, our our best thin pizza is right here, you know, in New York, but. 
I don't know. Chicago's got to me the best thin pizza in the country. But the big difference is that you know the deep dish stuff. Obviously, the crust is 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 usually pretty darn thick overall. And the, the New York style, generally speaking, is a lot thinner. But I happen to really love thin pizza. So you offer me thin pizza, I'll be a really happy man. Now, remember that Packers fan this past uh, Sunday night uh, had that sign out there that said it was kind of overrated. <laughs> mm, you know, that's coming from a Packers fan. Remember that. Green Bay and Chicago, the big rivalry. Forget about it, honestly. It's not overrated. It's delicious. Trust me, it's the best thing you've ever eaten. I, I'm a huge fan. I mean, I like thin crust, but I'm a big fan of deep dish pizza. Great stuff. you got to try it. Awesome. Well, I'm sure he will find a way to try it. He is a foodie, so, uh, you know, we, we, got, uh, we were talking about you brought up the Packers, and he brought in the – touchdown squares Aaron Jones touchdown squares so uh, he, he he knows his food and you were um you were talking about your your show that you hosted for for years that I was able to get on one time mm-hmm. uh crunch time on a Saturday morning I think it ran from uh, remind me the times it used, it used to go from like 11 to 1 or something like that it was from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock every Saturday oh. and yes it was a three-hour show and, and how how many years did you do that here in El Paso, Texas? Well, I was part of Crunch Time for nearly, well, yeah, about 15 years because I, I co-hosted the show from 2005 to 2016. So I, I worked with a, an abundance of different hosts. I, I worked with Darren Hunt, formerly from the El Paso Times and KVIA. Then I worked with Robert Garcia, and then it was Quentin Martinez, and then finally the monster, Mondo Medina, he hosted for, I think, eight years, and I co-hosted all those years. And then finally, in 2016, they offered me the host position, and I was just so ecstatic. I was doing somersaults. Have you ever seen a big man do somersaults? It's quite a funny scene. Let me tell you, gentlemen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I hosted the show for four years, and it was the thrill of my life. You know, I, I had so much fun. I, my, my dream was to host my own radio show, and I was blessed with the opportunity to do so. It was the only local radio show in the whole city of El Paso and it had been for years and it was just great to be part of it in such a nice market and a good sized market like El Paso and of course we had guests on I mean we had some tremendous guests on the show I mean I had legendary boxer George Foreman you know I remember one time we interviewed John Bones Jones we had a Roy Jones Jr. on I'm a big boxing and MMA fan of course you couldn't tell but we had a lot of great guests on the show over the last numerous years and you know, it was just so much fun coming up with different content and having you be part of our not so fast segment where we were able to pick all the games. So it was it was a dream come true for me. It really was. Well, I would like to uh, reenact that segment if you don't mind here in a little while while we talk some NFL football. Uh, but sure. also, also, um, you covered UTEP, right? Uh, you did some play by play for I believe it was was it the women's basketball team. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for the last six seasons, have been part of the uh, UTEP women's basketball play-by-play staff for 600 ESPN Radio. And again, that's been something that I could have never in a million years dreamed I would be doing. But, um, you know, I, I certainly can give my, my, my thanks to Steve Kaplowitz from ESPN Radio for giving me the opportunity to uh, have that chance, which, you know, it was back in, I think, 2015, where he said to me, uh, we're going to send you on the road. With the team, can you call two games for us? Because I wasn't part of the original broadcast staff. And I said, well, I've never done 
basketball. I've never done play-by-play for anything but football, but I've never done basketball. But sure, I'll give it a shot. And he told me, if you do a good job, then the job is yours. And my first game was at uh, Birmingham in UAB. And I remember I, I practiced. I was muting the TV and practicing doing play-by-play. I'm like, okay, I got this. And the first tip-off occurred, and then I was like, oh, my goodness. It just The game was so fast. And it, it took me a while. After my first game, I was a little sluggish that first game. By the time we went to Middle Tennessee State in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, boom, I had it down. And I was just – I had such, I mean, such an amazing uh, opportunity to be able to travel all over the country with the team and broadcast their games and be part of their success under former coach Keith Adams and, of course, now Kevin Baker. But, yeah, it was the thrill of my life to have done that for several seasons. and. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, I never thought in a million years I'd be traveling all over the country with a Division One college basketball team, but I'm, I'm lucky that I've had that opportunity for years. Well, that's a, a sign of a pro, of a true pro, if you could catch on that quickly. That's the way I see it. And, uh, you know, I, I've listened to you many, many times, and again, I will say that I believe that you are a true pro, Brandon. I really do. Uh, that means a lot to me. Thank you for your compliments. And, you know, if it wasn't for, for people listening, I wouldn't have my job. And I just can say again, you know, I, I, practice makes perfect, and you just, you know, you do a lot of homework. And I think I think you're only as good as the homework that you do and the preparation. If you don't have the preparation, then you're going to be, you're going to go in there, you know, and, and not sound nearly as good as you should. So, I mean, I believe in being a meticulous uh, preparer overall to get ready for every broadcast. And, and I appreciate you saying that. The compliment means a lot. Being prepared is something big, right, Amigo? <laughs> you got to be yeah. prepared. <laughs> Especially yep. with what happened the last 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're right about that. No kidding. Yeah, but if you're not prepared, then you're in for a big awakening. That's for sure. A rude awakening, I should oh, yeah. say. 100%. Uh, you know, we got to uh, work the women's basketball game last week. Uh, UTEP Miners took on New Mexico State Aggies. And it was the first game of the season. And it was really cool because it went into overtime right away. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know about my amigo here, but I had a lot of fun working the game. I did stats for the game. And, uh, you know, my amigo, he, he took some photos. So he had a, a different point of view than I did. Uh, what did you think about the Miners? Um, they look really good. I mean, it's up pace. You know, they didn't let uh, they didn't let any – when they were down, they kept, you know, fighting back. And it was a back-and-forth battle. And, you know, to, to battle it out with uh, the defending WAC champs, you know. That's a, that's a good start to the season. We'll see how they do tomorrow night, right? I think it's tomorrow, yeah, it night. tomorrow night. Saturday, tomorrow night. Saturday night. No, the, they the play. Women do play women? tomorrow night. Yes. Is and the tomorrow? men play Saturday. That's right. It's Wednesday. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting confused in my days. And, yeah, and, and if they okay, play tomorrow at 6. And that's still, you know, what, but, but Brandon, to say, you know, to piggyback off of that, that's the kind of year 2020 is with sports. Um, yeah. You know, we, there was just changes going on this morning uh, out of the Pac-12 ACC football, and and, and the, the schedule changes are just constant. So, again, it's totally understandable that we lose track uh, of our schedules. Uh, we always got to keep double-checking. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, Ace, I, I had a great time uh, doing the game, and uh, for the Miners to beat the Aggies in the first game uh, is very impressive. However, I, I, as, a, as an Aggie, I'm going to say this, my friend. Uh, the Aggies, I think, only had three practices under their belt before. Oh, that game. well, no, no excuses. No excuses. <laughs> no excuses. You're, you're starting to sound like Skip Bayless, you know. Well, if our uh, outside tackles would have been healthy, we would have won. No, no, no. You 
play the game of who you got. Right? Okay, I will go ahead and accept that. Because they so. could, they 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 had all year to be warming up, right? No, by, they, themse- they, by themselves, by themselves. Here we go. This is by what themselves? we do, Brandon. This is what we do. So. Hey, Kobe, Kobe Bryant did. Kobe Bryant did. Hmm? <laughs> you guys are hilarious. So, uh, Brandon, uh, I, I, since you're, you know, you had some roots in, in Chicago, um, you see, you like the White Sox, right? Yeah, I'm a huge White Sox fan. I mean, I, I'm not a big Cubs fan, but I am a White Sox fan. I, I went to Comiskey Park, old Comiskey Park, for the first time in 1989, saw the White Sox play the Red Sox and instantly became a huge fan of the White Sox, and I've been a big fan of theirs ever since. But, I mean, I like the Bears and, and the Bulls and the Blackhawks, and I was very lucky because when I first got to Chicago, I was also going to, to Bulls games. My stepfather's late, my late stepfather, Nick's uh, best friend, had season tickets. So I was seeing Michael Jordan play literally at the old Chicago Stadium, then the, you know, at the time the new United Center. And I saw him play countless times, and I was very blessed to be able to do that. And what an experience to see the GOAT play in person as a kid. I mean, you just don't appreciate it, I think, as much until you get older and realize who you were actually watching. And you got to watch him at like when he was entering the peak, you know what I mean? And yeah. when he was like right there at the start of his peak, and then it just stayed at that level from that point forward, you know what I mean? So that's really, really neat. And those are the games that I remember at a young age. So uh, super cool. Um, yeah, I'm really kind of a little bit jealous that you got to, to do that. <laughs> Although yeah, I think no, it's I, action. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I, I was, I was very lucky and. I mean, I, I saw them play the year they won 72 games, and I saw them play the years that they won championships, 98, and saw Rothman and Jordan and Pippen play together. And, you know, I mean, I saw the first Bulls dynasty play together, and then the second Bulls dynasty, the three-peat, play together. So, I mean, hey, I no complaints, man. I, <laughs> I, was, I was very lucky. I really was. That's that's really freaking awesome. So, uh, really quick, touching on, on college football, uh, you know, you got my release, I believe, and, and you saw the news. Um, it's Tony the Tiger stumble canceled canceled for 2020. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of comments already on social media that it was the right thing to do, and and I agree. I believe it was the right thing to do, um, not only because it's that's who I work for, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it had to be the right thing to do because of the pandemic. And again, I mean, it, it means so much to our city, this game. But unfortunately, you really can't have a bowl game right now because you can't have fans in the stand. And the thing is, is that people need to understand that this game has such a huge economic impact on the city. And I mean, even if you were to say, okay, we're going to allow 15%, you know, come on. I mean, do you really want to take the risk of, of having even more infections with you look at the fact that right now, ultimately, I think, you know, we're going to see numbers grow again because of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Who knows? I mean, until there's a, a vaccine, which you're saying at the end of this month, and then who knows how long it's going to take to distribute. It's just not safe to have fans at sporting events. And then, of course, you take the risk of the teams coming down. You know, El, El Paso is a beautiful city, and every year we show it on CBS and people can see how great the city is. But remember, Part of the big impact of this game are the fans. The fact that you get 50,000, 45,000 fans. Well, they can't be there. They can't, they can't, they, they, you can't go to the hotels and go to the restaurants. And it's not a normal year. So, I mean, most importantly for the health of the players 
and of course the individuals that would go to that game because you know make no mistake there'd be plenty of people that would still want to go to the game but ultimately you just can't take the risk i mean this is december 1st already you know there's a lot more important things to worry about and i hate to say it than sports right now and even though we love our sports and we need our sports but human lives are a lot more important than sports when it comes down to it Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I 100% agree with that. And it is a, a kind of a balancing act that we have to play because this is our livelihood. Sports sports are our livelihood. So we have to kind of, you know, figure out the balance. And, and that's a challenge at times. Um, any thoughts on, on the UTEP Miners and their wild football season, I guess? Well, I mean, they certainly started off in a positive manner. I mean, a 3 and one start. I I, I, you know, it's been years and years since we ever saw that. And they had some promising signs in the beginning, being able to win a big road game in Louisiana. And, you know, a lot of people were the naysayers. They won two games against, uh, you know, Division One AA teams and all that and the FCS teams. And But, you know, it is what it is. got to win games, and they won games, and that's important. Uh, you know, there's a big possibility at this point that their season may be over. And, you know, Jim Stenner came out and said, well, it was a bunch of false positive tests on saturday and that's why the rice game was canceled and maybe it should have been canceled well i mean well at least it seems like you at least had one positive case from what i understand so it's probably a good thing the game wasn't played and of course they announced the cancellation of the southern miss game i wouldn't at all be surprised if we've seen this team play for the last time already but i mean there's a lot of great things to take from this season they won a few games they start off very strong and certainly quarterback play was extremely good overall I think that you saw an improved defensive effort. You saw, you know, some great, you know, you look at what they were able to do at running back with Hankins. I mean, the kid is the future of the program. And uh, in terms of wide receiver, Cowan was amazing. And it goes on and on. And so, I mean, I think that for as much as people complained in the past about, you know, Coach Dimmel and him not able to do anything, he inherited a horrendous team, okay? You can't help who you inherit. And he inherited one of the worst teams in the country. And sure, it took a few years to actually win a few games, but now I feel that this is just a stepping stone to be able to build up and up, and hopefully they keep winning games. But for all purposes, this season's over, though, unfortunately. Yeah, that is super unfortunate, you know, and I, I agree that they were uh, on the rise. They were definitely on the rise and going in a, a, upward, and uh, I believe that they will continue to get better, and I hope so, especially, you know, uh, i like to see them succeed here in El Paso, Texas. So uh, good luck to the Miners. Good luck to their basketball team. I hope that they can, uh, you know, get their games in, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Any thoughts real quick before we move on to NFL about the UTEP Miners uh, men's basketball? Well, I mean, they have a lot of potential, that's for sure. We've only seen them play one game, and it looks like their next game could be canceled from what I understand. I mean, I don't know if there's – I don't think there's been any, uh, you know, word about that yet. But, of course, the Arizona game was a big game to cancel, unfortunately, because that's a money game for you. You travel to Tucson, and uh, that's how you make your money. And, uh, you know, programs like UTEP desperately need that money right now. So that's a, that's a challenge. I mean, it's really hard to say, you know – how great this team's going to be this year. You have a bunch of newcomers and you have a few people that make up the core from last season, which is certainly great whenever you have Bryson Williams on the team who uh, could be an NBA player in the future. But ultimately, I think they, they, they could win some games this year. They have a tough schedule. But again, how many games are going to be postponed? How many games are going to be canceled? How many games will we never see occur? You know, this is 2020 into 2021 here. 
your guess is as good as mine, but they could have a pretty good team this year. I agree. And just like you said, Bryson Williams, I think he is the real deal. And I think he has a really good shot at, at getting to the next level. Um, so switching gears now to the to the fun stuff, I guess you could say. I mean, it's all fun to us because we work in we work in the best industry in the in the planet sports. <laughs> so yes, <we> do. <laughs> uh, talking uh, some NFL, you, from what I understand, are a Cowboys fan. I like the Cowboys, unfortunately, but yes, I, I have been known to be a Cowboys fan ever since I was a kid. I started watching football here in El Paso and like the star on their helmet. So yes, I do like the Cowboys. And uh, I was really surprised at the outcome of this past week's uh, Thanksgiving Day game between uh, the football team of Washington and the Dallas Cowboys, which ended in a 41 to 16 final. I was super surprised at that. I was expecting uh, a lot tougher play from the Cowboys, and uh, for them, it was just—I was not expecting that at all. Well, let's call a spade a spade. It was a piss poor performance. Okay, I don't think anybody <laughs> was. I mean, I'll just say that Ezekiel Elliott—he has underperformed every year. He killed my fantasy team because I drafted him like third overall, and I'm regretting it every day. So I'm done in the playoffs now. And I mean, their offensive line—I mean, you lose Zach Martin again, so that was just devastating. And look, Dalton's fair. I mean, I've never been a big Andy Dalton fan. He had a good game against Minnesota, don't you know? But I will say that I just don't – I'm not crazy about the guy. He's, he's okay. Sure, he's had some good years with Cincinnati, but he's not that great. And their defense is terrible. They're just a very undisciplined team. They commit way too many turnovers. Their penalties are insane. And, I mean, I don't think they're well coached this year. I like Mike McCarthy. I like what he did with Green Bay. He did draft Aaron Jones after all. And he won a Super Bowl there. But he's making some horrible, horrible decisions. I mean, to, to go for it on fourth and one and throw the ball when you still have Ezekiel Elliott, to, to fake punt it as poorly as that was designed in your own, you know, what, their own 20-yard line, whatever it was. I mean, their decisions are just horrendous. Their defensive coordinator needs to go. It's been one of the worst years ever for Dallas Cowboys football. It's hard to watch them at all. It really is at this point. Wow, the worst year I think it's one of the best years ever. <laughs> well, this is coming from our this is coming from our our local uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan club. No, 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 They're just 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 whatever you just might fan. want to call him. And uh, you know that was one of the games uh, that was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving was the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game, but now it's been moved all the way back till to uh, Wednesday, December the second. And uh, I, from what I heard at the beginning, it was because of uh, COVID stuff. But uh, Ace just looked up some stuff and, and found out some more information. It's at a weird time tomorrow, Brandon. It's at 1.40 p.m. Uh, tomorrow, which is super weird. And Ace, why, why are they doing that? Um, according to Mr. Adam Schefter, NBC is uh, committed to broadcasting the tree lighting at Rockefeller Center. So tree lighting trumps NFL. Football. <laughs> Football. But it's the I, season, right? Right. But but I got my uh, doctor's note right here. I don't know if you guys can see it. <laughs> That's All great. Right. I love it. So it says, you know, please, please, uh, please excuse me for during the day because it's crucial for Steelers nations to be free from outside <laughs> obligations. It's kind of crazy. You watch I'm, your game. It's very important. It's kind of crazy because I'm, I'm I'm my own boss, so hmm, I don't know if I'll, I don't I don't know if he's gonna I, let me I, out. 
<laughs> I declare you give yourself the afternoon off and watch the game then. <laughs> Got permission, ladies and gentlemen, so he's going to do it. So uh, um, uh, going uh, back to last week's game, it was really unfortunate to see also uh, the Las Vegas Raiders underperform. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you, either one of you two, I watched a little little bit of that game and super disappointed super bummed out for our friend harry ruiz uh who is the spanish commentator for the raiders uh but i believe they underperformed what do you guys think oh yeah i mean the raiders uh, certainly you know i think they're, they're definitely a contender in the afc although i don't think anybody's going to beat kansas city as good as they are but they should make the playoffs but you, you know you go in and face an atlanta falcons team that just just completely laid an egg the week before losing uh, at New Orleans. And then they're just a horrible team, Atlanta. They're really not a good team at all. And then you just completely underperform yourself. Jacobs did get hurt. So they're dealing with a backup running back. Carr did not play well. And defense was just terrible. Atlanta blew it up on them. I was very disappointed. I thought Vegas should have done much better and should have won that game. And then heading back to the NFC East, I was really happy to see because we got a little wager going on about who's going to win the NFC East, and I and I picked the New York Giants, and so I was really happy to see the Giants uh, pick up a victory uh, over the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, nineteen to seventeen. So hopefully they'll keep that up, uh, but maybe your team will bounce back, Brandon. You never know. No, there's no way. <laughs> I see the Cowboys winning another game this year, as bad as they are. I mean, I talk, I tell you, a team that, that, that to me, I've, I've actually seen some, you know, glimmer of hope has been the Washington football team. I mean, their defense is pretty solid, and I have to say, Alex Smith obviously had a much better game, granted against a horrible Dallas defense, but it's a miracle he's playing with his leg injury. I'm really happy for him, and I hope, you know, God willing, everything's okay with him. But I mean, they have a, you know, a solid running game. They have some receivers. And they have a pretty good defense. So that to me, if anybody could win it, I would say Washington right now. New York, they're going to be without Danny Dimes for a few weeks potentially. And Dallas is horrid. Philly's horrid. I'd say maybe Washington at this point. <laughs> Who knows, though? What do it's I know? 20, it's 2020, right? So, I mean, right. I mean, look, look at the, the Cleveland Browns. They, they have a winning record. They're, they're doing okay. And, and they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, By a point. Not that the Jaguars are any good, one in ten or something like that. Uh, yeah. But twenty twenty, Cleveland Browns are up 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 on the top of the, the standings. Any thoughts on the Browns? Well, well, well. I don't know about top of the standings. They play, <laughs> yeah, they're they're, up there. No, they, play they play in the AFC North. Buddy. My bad. My right? bad. <laughs> AFC <Yeah>. North. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's right. You know that would be Pittsburgh at ten zero. Um, I, I I have to say they're very impressive. I mean. The, they are just a ground, a pounding ground team, you know, with the, you know, Chubb and running back. And, and I, I tell you, I, I am very impressed with the way they've been able to win eight games already. It's the first you know, time in years that they've won that many games. And, and certainly, you know, you look at their ground game, it's tremendous. I mean, it really is whenever you're able to have two great running backs of that caliber, two starting running backs who can share time. Um, you know, I certainly feel that, again, they have a great defensive line. Their defensive front four is solid. Their secondary has been pretty good. Uh, of course, you know, when Mayfield is sharp, he's a good game manager, but sometimes he can actually make you or break you. But certainly at this point in time, Cleveland has won some big games this year. And I, mean, I, I definitely see them making the postseason, you know, especially since they've added on some more teams in the NFL. But they've been very impressive this year for the Browns, definitely. 
Well, I, I'm definitely hoping that they can continue their success since my, my Bears are on the downhill. And uh, my dad's a Browns fan. My cousin Michael's a Browns fan. And my, my buddy Manny is also a Browns fan. So good luck to the Browns. Uh, I think they might have another fan in, in me if they make the, the postseason. Um, so you know, let's, and, uh, let's and, and I offer Eddie to join Steeler Nation, you know, but he's going to go nah. with Cleveland. You know, Cleveland. <laughs> well... You know, I'm sure there's a lot of bandwagon fans right now. Maybe joining Steeler Nation. I know they have a big fan, you know, base here in El Paso and really all over the country. But man, I tell you, they they have looked just great. But there's something about them, though. I mean, I hate to really be the uh, the, the the spoiler here for you, Ace, but uh, I don't know. I think that Kansas City could beat the Steelers. I just have a feeling. I don't know. Call me crazy. It's it's it'll be a, it'll be a battle. But you know, that front seven for the Steelers is. They're getting after it. Wicked. You know? They're so, wicked. They're very good. But Mahomes is Mahomes. So, I mean, oh, man. I think whoever turns, over the, whoever turns the ball over the least, I think, uh, wins that game. Yeah. So, yeah. No uh, doubt. I mean, Mahomes is probably, to me, I think the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So, I mean, if you have him on your side, like I said, who knows what, what could happen. And, uh, yeah, the, the defensive front for the Steelers might be pretty darn good, but uh, so is Mahomes. So, they got a guy named Watt. Mm-hmm. JJ. He might Not be coming. JJ, uh, no, he might he, he might be coming too. We had the whole family, the whole trio in, uh, in the Pittsburgh right there. Imagine that. But you know, I, I think that Mahomes is definitely the best quarterback in the NFL. And I think he's the best young quarterback we've ever seen. And when it's all said and done, he could be better than Brady. I mean, he could be better than the goat himself. I know it's hard to say that considering how many Super Bowls he has. Brady, I'm talking about, of course, but but Mahomes is the best young quarterback I've ever seen in the game. He is so amazing. How many quarterbacks can you say are that good in their third year of playing? Just unbelievable guy. And he played against UTEP. Yeah, that's right. Texas Tech, right? Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. That, 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 yeah, that's the year that Aaron uh, messed up his uh, ankle when they landed on him. He was having a killer game that first half, too. He so. sure was. He sure was. So, um, Brandon, if you don't mind, let's go ahead and wrap this up with uh, next week's games. And uh, oh, if we could, uh, yeah, if we could reenact uh, your your uh, segment, and uh, we'll we'll pick some winners and losers, and we'll go along with you. Sounds good to me. Do, do you have the list of games in front of you? You're referring to me, I'm assuming. Let me go ahead and pull them yes, up. Yes, sir, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were referring to Ace right now. No, Hold on, no, let me, we let got, me pull we up. got a list here and. Uh, I just want to make sure you're ready to roll. Oh, I'm just the sidekick right here. I got so. you. Yeah, <laughs> I got him right here. Okay, I'll pull him up here. There we go. I'll pull up the schedule. All right, I'm ready, my friend. I'll let you take the lead, and I'll we'll just pick it back with you. Okay. All right. So looking at uh, week 13 here, we have the Saints and the Falcons, and certainly the Saints. I mean, what can you say about Taysom Hill? The kid is unbelievable. It's like Drew Who at this point. So, I mean, I don't see anybody but the Saints winning this game as good as the Falcons looked last week against Vegas. And all I can say is that the Saints, to me, are the best team in the NFC right now. But there's something about NOLA where they get into the playoffs and then they choke. So, don't get your hopes too high. But all I can say is, oh, when the Saints go marching in, who you guys got? I, I'm with you on this one. The Saints look good all year long. I think last week was a fluke, and I, I, I've been to NOLA many times, so I, I prefer NOLA over Atlanta every time. You know, I'm going to go Atlanta 
And here's my reason why. They finally got some film on Hill. Right? The NFL, like I said, they they they're geniuses, you know. You can fool them in the beginning, but once you get some get some film on them, they'll see what you're doing. But it's a long shot, but maybe down the 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 season some other team will will stop them, but I'm going to go with Atlanta. I think you need to have your head examined. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But you never know. There is a chance. It's the NFL, my friend. Okay, the Browns and the Titans. Here's a game where, again, you talked about the Browns, 8-3 on the year, a great year they're having. But the Titans, they have a king named King Henry who had three touchdowns last week in a ridiculous game at Indy, who supposedly had one of the best defenses in the NFL. Really? But, I mean, hey, I, it's, it's a tough game to pick. But, I mean, hey, you talk about – the Browns and the Titans and the Titans certainly looking so impressive, looking reminding me of that team that made it all the way to the AFC championship game last year and nearly beat Kansas city. I'm all over the Titans in this one. I have Tennessee winning at home. Dog pound, baby dog pound. I am going to go with my heart and not my mind. And I'm saying that the dog pound pulls off the upset of the year. And this is where they take off. I'm going Tennessee. Let's go, Henry. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go, King Henry, man. All right. The the Lions at, at your Bears, uh, the Chicago Bears, they started off five and one, but don't remind them of that. Trubisky is back. Um, he looked good towards the end at Green Bay, but did not look good at all the first three quarters. Look, it's Mitchell Trubisky. I know he played in the Sun Bowl. That was wonderful for the game. I mean, that was a hell of a game that year between Stanford and North Carolina. But that's in the distant past, okay? The Bears have really fallen back down to earth. Their defense did not look sharp. Yeah, you're playing Green Bay. Oh, boy. And the Lions, they're just as bad, though. I got to take the Bears at home. Well, I'm with you on this one, my friend. I'm going with the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, he's going to have himself a great week. He's only going to throw one interception as opposed to however many he's thrown all year long. And then the defense is going to show up out of nowhere and defeat the Detroit uh, Lions big time this week. Rivalry game. Ooh, I'm going to go Detroit. And you know what? Since their coaches got fired, you know, it's going to you know light a fire under there. But hopefully... Um, to perform because maybe they might be next, you know, out the door. You know, if if uh, ownership's already making those big moves from the top, you know, they might clean house, so they better perform. All right, so the Bengals at the Dolphins. Hey, how about Fitzmagic? You know, he he takes care of business against the Jets last week. You got to love Fitzmagic. I mean, he comes in for Chua, who's supposed to be out for a while with that thumb injury. You absolutely have to love what they've been doing. Their defense has been solid this year. They are a contender in the AFC, no doubt, without question. I got the fish winning at home. The Bengals are just atrocious. They don't have a quarterback. You know, Burrow's out for the rest of the year, but it's the Bengals. I mean, come on. You got to like the fish here. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Is it Bengals or Bengals? Bengals. 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 Either way, whatever, either way you pronounce it. Uh, you got to take Miami. They've been looking pretty darn good, especially these past few weeks. And what can he say? Bengals, nah. Yeah, I'm going Miami. Shout out to Nick getting his third interception in his career. Yeah. Nick Needham, a great part of that secondary. You're right. He's playing very well for them. The Jaguars at Minnesota, don't you know? So here's the situation. I can tell you that it's like uh, bad and even worse here. I mean, the Jaguars are who we thought they were. It's the Jags. And also the Vikings, Minnesota, 
you know, Cook kind of underperformed last week. They were looking good. You know, it's like a couple of weeks ago, they had a big victory. You know, it's like, hey, they're coming up. Then they lose to the Cowboys. And, and it's just like they keep looking worse and worse. And it doesn't stop there. This, to me, is like almost a pick but I guess Minnesota don't you know at home. Wait a minute, my friend. I'm just going to go off of this is nonsense right now because I'm so tired. I've been up since 3.30 a.m., and I'm going to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars pull off some kind of miracle and defeat the Minnesota Vikings. They're in Minnesota, uh, giving my friend uh, their, their second win of the year. Jacksonville Jaguars over Minnesota. No, I got to go Vikings. They, 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 they got to get out of the slump, especially playing at home. Watch Cook go uh, go off on them for a couple hundred yards. Yeah, if you have Cook, it's a good week to have him in your lineup. The Colts at the Texans, the Colts looking for that rebound victory after they were looking so good. I mean, here you go. It's like you're on an ultimate high. You beat Green Bay in overtime, then you just get killed at home, you know, to uh, you know King Henry and the Titans. But this is a game that the Colts have to have. They want to stay relevant in the AFC South, certainly, as it's coming down to a stretch run. The Texans, they just have not been impressive this year. They're going to be able to struggle, in my opinion, against that good Colts defense. I think they'll rebound this game. I'm all over the ponies. I have the Colts winning at Houston. I am with you on this one. As the Colts, I, I've seen them play a couple of times and definitely much more impressive than the Houston Texans. Although I do like uh, Watt uh, of the Houston Texans, uh, J.J. Watt. Uh, but – I don't think he could do it all on his own, so I got to go with the, the the Colts out of Indianapolis. Yeah, I look for the the Colts to rebound. You know, great team, great team, and Rivers is always always dangerous. All right, the uh, the Raiders at the Jets, the winless Jets. Uh, do we all agree that the Raiders are going to win this game and get the rebound victory after the piss poor loss in Atlanta? I, I believe so. I am definitely yeah, agreeing I mean, with that when they got to bounce back from this? that kind of performance. No, let's move on. <laughs> but but maybe maybe make some bets in Vegas, and if the Jets do decide to win a game, they can cash out. <laughs> I'm, I'll let you make that bet because I'm not going to make that bet, but you never know. Uh, here's, here's another one that I think we all are in agreement in, the Giants the Seahawks. Man, the Seahawks are good. I mean, the only thing is they obviously their Achilles heels, their defense. They do allow a lot of points. But, I mean, look, you've got an MVP candidate there talking about Wilson. He is such a great quarterback. He, I mean, you know, he hasn't been as great the last few weeks, but he and Metcalf, is there any better besides Hill, I guess, and Mahomes, any other quarterback, NFL, a receiver tandem? I would say, you know, Hill, Mahomes, and then Metcalf, and, of course, I mentioned Wilson. Uh, the Seahawks all the way over the Giants. I mean, does anybody disagree? No disagreement there, especially with uh, Russell Wilson at the helm, the way he works, his work ethic. And you're, to me, you're right. Uh, he's right there, right behind Mahomes and Brady. He's, he's in that category. This is going to be a great game, the Rams at the Cardinals. I mean, you know, you got to understand that the Rams, a, a very disappointing loss against San Francisco. But, I mean, golf has struggled against San Francisco. So have they. And I, you know, I was thinking, hey, this is maybe the best team in the NFC. And all of a sudden, they lay an egg against the San Francisco team that's just completely depleted, especially defensively. The Cardinals, man, I mean, they have been really impressive, a very impressive win for them at New England. Kyler Murray, you know, their running game has been great. Uh, they've been, you know, just lighting it up offensively, defensively, certainly stepping it up a little. I know I 
extent to be corrected, they actually lost the game at New England, the game that they should have won. But, I mean, they certainly had that game. To me, it was very winnable. And then, of course, New England did what New England does, and they ended up winning at the end. I got to take the Cardinals at home in this one over the Rams. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I got the Cardinals uh, pulling off the victory. It's like you said, both teams are are looking to uh, bounce back and get a win this week. So I think it's going to be a great battle. Uh, but uh, I'm going with my heart on this one, and my heart is saying that the Arizona Cardinals will pull off the victory over the uh, over Los Angeles. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all you need to say, right? <laughs> um, the Patriots at the Chargers, uh, formerly San Diego Super Chargers. The Chargers, they stink. I mean, you know, Herbert's a great quarterback. He really is. They, they lost a the big one last week at Buffalo. I, I got New England. I like what – what Belichick's doing without Brady. Cam Newton has his shines, uh, signs of brilliance. I got I got New England winning at L.A. And, and to me, uh, the way New England can pick up, you know, some victories throughout the year in 2020 after Brady leaves, it shows the kind of coach that, that Belichick really is. It shows that he can make adjustments. And it seems that he's making adjustments better than uh, Brady's making the adjustments. So uh, on this game, I got New England winning. Yeah, I I'm, I hate to say it, but yeah, the the Patriots. It looks like they're not tanking for a draft pick, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're very true. They're 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 in there. They want to win. They want to make the postseason. The Eagles at the Packers. I mean, does anybody disagree? The Packers are going to win. The Packers are unstoppable. Aaron Jones touchdown squares. I think they should use him more. I don't think he's used enough, unfortunately. But it is what it is in that respect. Aaron Rodgers having an MVP caliber season. He's already thrown more touchdown passes. He had all of last year. Their defense is tough. Philly stinks. Wentz needs to be benched. He, I mean, Jalen Hurts needs to start the game. Yeah, I think. Are we in agreement that the Packers win this game? Yep. Oh yeah, especially with uh, Aaron Jones touchdown squares. Uh, you know, in their lockers, they have the power to do what they need to do and run all over the place. So I really hope they put Aaron, Aaron Jones in the game more. It's like, I agree. Yeah. Uh, they haven't uh, used him as much as I think they should. And I, I know Ace agrees with me. And it seems like you're on the same page. So I really hope that they use him more and they should get that victory. Yeah, absolutely. The Broncos of the Chiefs, uh, do you know, I mean, do, does anybody disagree that the uh, – the, the quarterback list Broncos, they may have a quarterback this week. Have any chance at Kansas City? I don't think so. I don't think so, unless uh, Mahomes does not take the plane. And Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and the, the only thing that, you know, um, I think of when I see this matchup, I do know how how much the Denver Broncos are struggling, but I, I, could, I just think about it, it being a rivalry. And when you have rivalry games, you know, Teams seem to step up a little bit more. However, I am not picking the Broncos. I see the Kansas City Chiefs will win it pretty easily. <laughs> the one of the Monday games is uh, you know the schedule is all uh, the cock this week, all over the place. Washington football team at the Steelers. Uh, you know, I got the Steelers. I don't know what else to say. They'll go eleven and zero, and Washington is decent. I said they were not good enough to win it, uh, the big catch up bottle at Heinz Field though. There's, there's no way that the Washington uh, football team could keep up with these undefeated Steelers. I mean, I like that word, but Pittsburgh's always struggled when they, they're like the top seed. So, 
Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't your, your team's pretty darn good, Ace. I wouldn't worry. <laughs> uh, the Bills with the 49ers, the, the rejuvenated 49ers. Um, you know, they, they, the 49ers, this is actually another – this is the Monday Night Football game. I just think the 49ers have the Rams number. That, that's all. I, I love the Bills. I love Allen. He's a great quarterback. The Bills are going to be a tough out in the postseason. Okay, they really are going to be. He is the future of that franchise. They have a solid core of receivers. Their defense is solid. Buffalo wins at San Francisco. Actually, the game was played in Arizona. Oh, that's because right. They're not playing at home. Yeah, they, they got moved right? because of the county over the county rules over there. You can't uh, no uh, do those types. It's like New Mexico. It's like New Mexico yeah. over there, right? So uh, they had to move the game, and they moved it over to Arizona. So uh, I got Buffalo uh, take uh, winning that one as well. Uh, that will be on ABC. So And then there's one last matchup to talk about. Oh. That's right, the Cowboys at the Ravens, and that's going to be next Tuesday. So that means the Cowboys will have been off for like nearly two weeks because they haven't played since last Thursday on Thanksgiving. Um, I like the Ravens. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not gonna, the Ravens can have everybody out because of COVID, and still, I like the Ravens. But I think by then, everybody, just about everybody will be back. Dallas is horrendous. Baltimore is a great defense. And they have a kid named Jackson who I happen to like a lot, too. I'm all over Baltimore. <laughs> I am with you on that one. Uh, even if I wanted to go the opposite direction, my, uh, my instincts won't allow me to go. Uh, so I got to go with the Ravens as well. I'm going to have to go with Baltimore. <laughs> but I want Dallas to win because I want to win that bet. Come on, Cowboys. I want some chicken. See, there you go. We got we to gotta get that chicken in here. Uh, Brandon, thank you for leading the way on that. That was a lot of fun. And always, it's always fun talking NFL football with you. Um, I, I'm under the assumption that you're also hosting or, or doing, uh, maybe you're, you're just a guest on there, with a, another podcast. Am I, am I correct uh, with that, with uh, yes. Mr. Tipton? Mike Tipton and I, we have our Saturday show at high noon on, on Facebook Live, and it's part of the Just a Tip Network. That's Fire and Ice, and we had done that show for about a year. We used to be at Hooters, and then Mike got a, a job. Uh, he was he was you know doing his own show Monday through Friday, and now it's just he and I on Saturdays uh, at high noon. We usually go for about an hour, and uh, yes, it's every Saturday. Uh, like I said, you can see it on Facebook Live at noon, and it's a wonderful podcast, and we enjoy doing it quite a bit. And that's called Fire and Ice, correct? That's right. Yes, sir. So if you're listening to this one, make sure to check out their uh, podcast on Saturdays on Facebook, Fire and Ice. uh, Both wonderful uh, radio guests and announcers and hosts. And these two gentlemen are are true pros. pros, So I I really invite everybody to uh, check out their Fire and Ice show on Saturdays. Uh, Ace, you got anything uh, else for our, our friend here before we let him go? Uh, what's the thing that you've been missing the most uh, because of COVID? Oh, boy. You know, I, I really miss traveling. I mean, I love to travel. And that's something that I had a big trip planned with my mother last summer. We were supposed to do the British Isles. We were going to Scotland and Ireland and London and for her 70th birthday. And, I, and unfortunately, we obviously had to you know cancel that trip. You know, I, I usually go to Chicago several times a year and I, I, you know, just love to travel. It's one of my biggest passions in life. I've been lucky enough to go to all 50 states and I've traveled all over the world and I want to continue to go a lot more places. And I have not been able to travel like most people. And I can't wait to, uh, God willing, be traveling next year again. So that's the one thing I miss the most. 
Yep. Whenever you were traveling, uh, other than Chicago, uh, since that's one of your homes, uh, do you have any other spots that you really enjoyed going to, in particular when you were traveling may maybe with the minors? Well, with the women's basketball team, uh, I really loved the trip to New Orleans a few years back for a non-conference, couple non-conference games at Tulane. It was the week uh, right before Christmas. That was really memorable. I'll never forget going with the UTEP women's basketball team back in the Keith Adams era. I think it was the last year she was there. Again, it was December, and it was to the Panhandle of Florida. It was the uh, it was basically to a town called Destin, which is on the uh, the Emerald Coast of Florida, with the clear emerald green water and white white sand. And she she had known uh, the late great coach of, of uh, Northwest Florida State. Um, who they had a tournament in his honor and they played back-to-back -back games against Alabama and Penn and was it Penn or it was, it was Penn State I think it was um, Pittsburgh Pitt actually it was Pitt I believe and of course Alabama so we got and spent a week literally uh, on the beach we stayed right on the beach there in northern Florida in the Panhandle that was one of the most memorable trips and of course I missed the trips to Miami and Boca Raton when we uh, would go play FAU and FIU those Talk about the best road trips ever, um, among other ones, going to Western Kentucky last year, and Marshall's always fun, but ODU, Old Dominion in, in uh, Virginia, and Norfolk, always nice there to go to go check out, you know, Virginia Beach, and the, the arena's beautiful, rated one of the top ten in the country. Those are just some of my favorite places I go with the team. And I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I really miss the, I miss the traveling. I used to do a lot of traveling with NMSU. And uh, you're, it's it's uh, funny because the same kind of spots that you named uh, the ten the tropical spots I guess you could say uh, are basically my favorite kind of spots that I've missed traveling to as well. So again, we're really lucky and blessed to to be in the business that we're in in this sports business where we get to do all the amazing and fun things that we do. Yeah, you bet. I mean, I, I feel lucky every day of my life because you know you and I both know that if if you do what you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. So I. I feel very lucky to be able to, to you know, have this wonderful career, and I, I, I just uh, I, I love it very much. It's it's a fun job. It's like it's living a dream. It's truly a dream job come true. Amen to that. If anybody wants to follow you, do you have any social media that people can follow you on? Is there anything that that people should know about where they can uh, get connected with you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can friend me on Facebook at Brandon Cohn, C-O-H-N. I'm, I'm there, readily available. And of course, my Twitter handle is at Iceman underscore Cohn, C-O-H-N. And you can follow me on Twitter as well, again, at Iceman underscore Cohn. Brandon, the Iceman Cone. Again, Brandon, I really, really appreciate you coming on uh, today. Uh, thank you for all your support. And, uh, you know, we will get through this, all of all of this together, and we'll continue to push forward. And uh, Ace, anything else? Stay safe out there and keep up the good work. Get them muscles yeah, going you. out. <laughs> yeah, and that you guys up. stay safe and happy holidays to both of you. Thank you for having me on. I'd be happy to come on anytime you'd like. And uh, uh, it's been a real fun pleasure here, just to let you know. And, and y'all take good care of yourself. Same to you, Brandon. We'll talk to you soon. And that was Mr. Brandon Cohn, known as the Iceman. 
Iceman. Again, you can uh, follow him on Instagram or Twitter. I think he gave a Twitter handle, actually. Uh, so follow him on Twitter. Uh, but also follow the Sports & More podcast on Twitter uh, at Sports & More POD. Uh, find us on Facebook uh, by searching Sports & More podcast. Uh, all the links to our past episodes are there. Uh, so if you missed an episode, uh, you can go ahead and check it out uh, from the past. Uh, we really thank our, our guest, and we also thank uh, the Downtown Spaces here in El Paso, Texas, 522 San Francisco. Uh, again, come and check out the, the, the facilities, and you'll be very impressed. Asa, it was another fun episode, man. It was. It was. Time to talk some football with the Iceman. It's oh, always yeah. a good thing. And it's always fun talk, talking football with him. Uh, again, I got on his show one time and uh, uh, got to talk uh, football with him and uh, Adrian Broadus, who was on our show, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sal, who's over there at ESPN uh, 600 mm-hmm. as well. And such a blast, dude. Such a blast. Those guys are awesome. So let's do this, Eddie. Let's run a little contest. Maybe for the first, um, let's see, from now until next Tuesday. For all those that uh, leave a comment on Twitter, or for, you want to do Twitter or Facebook? I say we do Facebook. All right. So everybody uh, go to our Facebook account, leave a comment on there saying, I want the Aaron Jones touchdown squares. We'll enter your name into a raffle, and we will do that raffle on our next show here, and we'll send you a box of the Aaron Jones touchdown squares. So make sure you go to uh, Facebook. Um, look, watch out with Eddie. Huh, huh, see, he got too too excited right there. So go to go go to our fa- <laughs> go to our Facebook page and hit that like button and uh, leave a comment on there saying I want the Showtime touchdown squares and we'll enter your name into the raffle and spin it and you can be a proud owner of some new cereal. And then we'll throw in a Tony the Tiger uh, Frosted Flakes box in there too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll make sure to grab that, and uh, you'll have both. Uh, so, again, Facebook, uh, search Sports & More Podcast. It's a super simple contest. Uh, Ace just threw it out there to you guys, so I hope you guys participate. And uh, thank you guys so much for always listening. Uh, if you do like our podcast, we ask you to go ahead and uh, share it with others. And look at that. He's he's ready for those touchdown squares, that's Ace. Uh, <laughs> but he's going to have to wait until after he works out. We're gonna get We're going to get him going these workouts so um he's inspired but check it out check out our facebook page put that comment and possibly win some uh some syria some syria so uh ace a lot of fun again uh happy holidays i appreciate your support uh and uh all that you do for me and uh we'll, we'll just keep on doing this one week at a time we'll see everybody next week bye